0: earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate?
1: Welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate the stars of the new year with Mary Jane. Hello. Hello. Hello, all of you out there. Glad to hello. have you here. Oh, uh, Happy absolutely. New Year. Happy New Year. Those of you who listen to Planet Watch every month, this is going to be more of an extended version of it because we wanted to talk about what to expect in the new year, 2024. 2020 through 2023 have been kind of a mess. And for a lot of people, 2023 was really, really hard. And hopefully 2024 gives us a new lease on life. So Mary Jane, first of all, why 2023 was so hard for a lot of people? Well,
2: I think the main thing we always come back and we've been coming back for the last five years in any case to the movements of Pluto, Pluto that's in its last legs. It's really on its last dying breath of this power struggle that happens with Pluto in Capricorn. And Pluto has been planted there for all these years. This has been the rise of conservatism. This has been the rise of authoritarian governments all over the world who seem to be taking on new strides, new powers. This is coming to a gentle, well, more or less gentle end. And the good news about 2024 is that we're going to see a major shift in this particular area. And we're going to talk about Pluto a little bit more. But I think this has caused a lot of problems for people. Also, Saturn was doing some very evil and kind of dangerous things with Uranus Setting up situations of war and revolution, setting up situations that were extremely difficult and are going to get a little bit simpler to resolve finally. So we're coming out of a very bad patch for sure. And I'm looking forward to a year that's going to be going to show us some major changes.
1: Oh, that's great.
2: Yes. I think so. I think if we know how to use these powers, because they are considerable, and I want to say, uh, uh, we're talking about universal powers, Pluto, Neptune is involved, Uranus. These are planets that touch on generations. They touch on civilizations. So it's going to be up to us to plug into the new energies that are going to be available to us and to use them uh, to our own best uh, advantage. I hope to help you in that end. Yeah.
1: So what are these new energies that we can plug into? And how do we plug into certain energies?
2: Well, this is it. Especially with the heavy planets, uh, Pluto, Neptune, Uranus, even Saturn. We have to see where they're playing in our lives. This is the importance of having your natal chart in hand, knowing where these energies are playing in your life, for instance, Pluto that's involved in your second house of finance and economy and the importance of acquisition is going to be completely different, is going to act differently and require different energies from a Pluto that's often talking on your about your love life and so on. Mm-hmm. So it's important to know where these energies are finally playing on us and then we can direct Well, ways to get around the traps, ways to use these energies more positively. This is what we're after in astrology.
1: So on a global scale, it sounds like the movement of Pluto is going to have a lot to do with this next year.
2: An extremely important year because it's going to represent a a whole paradigm shift in the way that Pluto is acting in society. Society, that's us basically. Uh, (laughs) When we boil it down, uh, it's what uh, Pluto can finally show us in uh, our social and social um, exchanges. What's happening now, Pluto is changing signs. This is the key thing. Pluto moves extremely slowly. Pluto spends up to 20 years in one sign. So this movement has been extremely so as i've said before this movement of pluto and trying to change this way of living has been important for these last 5 years but this is the year this is the year 2024 where we're going to finally see this shift of pluto into aquarius into an energy that's requiring of him to carefully into collective energies know how to work on individualism as well it's important for us to Plug in, use our own personal energies. Maybe this is where it's going to be good and useful on a personal basis. Seize this energy to work in your communities, to work in your families, to work in your business associations, to create new harmony. Aquarius has everything to do with collective effort, with uh, working on new and surprising ways of treating problems. It's time to open up. It's time to leave behind the limitations that we've set for ourselves. Saturn has been responsible for this as well in for a long time. And finally, give in to new energies, new ways of looking at things, new ways of looking at problems, listen to each other, work together and find a common ground for solving any problem that's out there for you collectively or individually as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it sounds like the authoritarian bent that we had been on or we have been on collectively i mean around the world not just here in the united states around the world absolutely right. that this may be shifting now and bringing an era of new cooperation quite exactly this
2: is what's going on now this is going to be particularly to get a little personal this is going to be particularly interesting for our natives of capricorn especially the second half of the sign of capricorn from the fifteenth of uh, January on, and uh, for the same reason, people in uh, Cancer, born in the sign of Cancer, in the, especially in the second half of the sign of Cancer, because they're feeling this shift in a very very personal way. Our Capricorn births are going to feel as though they're going to be threatened in their best and worst habits, and that's a terrible thing for a Capricorn. That is really eerie. <laughs> it's going to require. Letting go, it's going to require releasing our personal power, getting over this notion of I'm the boss, I'm the only boss forever. That thinking has got to go in order to open up into a more collective way of thinking. And my cancer clients are going to feel a certain release of the weight that they felt on them. Because cancer is the opposite sign. So they're going to be getting free of this thinking of uh, paranoia, in a way, or persecution, or real or imagined. So this can be a very useful thing for all of us. It's going to require a new opening. And I'm thinking on in a lot of different facets of governments around the world, we're going to see an opening up. First of all, the revolution is just getting started. As well, Pluto moves into As Pluto moves into Aquarius, Aquarius is the mass movement. This is important for organizing collective thought. Uh, it's time to think about the groundswell. It's time to, for people to uh, get up and say, "This has to change." That's essential. And if I talked uh, before about a uh, community effort taking part in what's going on around you. I'm talking little bitty, and I'm talking huge,
1: wow, you know two things occur to me here. It sounds like the age of Aquarius is what we're really stepping it, to a certain degree. Yes, uh, there are all kinds of thinking about when
2: because again this is a huge right. overlap. We've got years uh generations of overlap between two major paradigms of thinking about how society works. I personally have the notion. I've often thought that the age of Aquarius was born, or the first cry, birth cries, were set off with the atomic bomb in 1944. Oh, okay. Why is that? Because Aquarius has everything to do with an explosion. This is an electric explosive energy. Pluto, doubly so. And now that Pluto is moving into Aquarius, this is finally saying, I think the announcement was this first This birth, birth spasm. At that time, it just seemed to so say we've had enough of these world wars that were taking up way too much time and energy and human lives. In a way, okay, the argument goes on: should we have set off a an atomic bomb in order to end this thing? But the argument is there, and I maintain it's a good argument that this was the beginning of the end of that kind of war, that kind of overwhelming individual power
1: right yeah we're just going to go through and destroy everything hand to hand that's it that's it so i'm
2: thinking this is the beginning of the beginning but now we're getting seriously into the middle of the beginning and i think this shift of pluto and Pluto's going to stay there for a nice long time. Again, not quite 20 years, but no, closer to 15. But that's time enough to set up a new fashion of society. And I think that's what's really involved with this movement of Pluto. Interesting.
1: Okay. So, you know, of course, the age of Jesus being the Piscean age and then stepping into Aquarian age is just kind of like you said, it's a new paradigm. It's like a recalibration in a way. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? The other thing that really struck me is that you talked about this was going to be an important time for just paradigm shifts for cancers. And the United States being drawn up with its birth date in July 4th is a cancer. Totally, totally, exactly.
2: And the states are going to be totally involved in this uh, shift. It has to
1: happen. How can we not? (laughs) Yep, that's it. We're responsible for so much of the way the paradigm... Swung the other way. Yes, exactly.
2: This is the <laughs> danger, and so you know what goes around comes around. And uh, certainly, this is going to be an important movement. Uh, oh, there are several in my mind with the Sibley chart, the American, the official chart of the American, the U.S. survey, as it has yeah. been, as it's known now, is called the Sibley chart. With the sun in Cancer, most astrologers go with an ascendant, a rising sign in Sagittarius. Which seems to go with our way <laughs> and siphon our way out of bounds notion of expansion and adventure yeah, and every other thing.
1: Yeah, Sagittarius really checks out there.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, big time. I think I've always been very happy with this uh, particular <laughs> chart good. for the US. Right, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> so those are the main things. Now, there is some important help. There's an important help of Pluto's getting help. From Aquarians, from Aquarian masters, that is to say, Uranus and Saturn, both of these planets are going to be helping out. And especially through the summer months, when these two planets, the two rulers, are going to be making a kind of a loose sextile. But again, this is a nice attitude of help in this, help giving a clue to this Pluto, how he should be behaving in Aquarius. It's as though Saturn is saying, You have to understand now that you can't do everything that you thought you were going to be doing all these many years. This is not in the program. Uranus is in Taurus and is saying, yes, you have to uh, be more creative. You have to look for new and new ways to act. This is going to be a very creative proposition and you just have to deal with it. (laughs) So they're sort of helping out. Age helping a lot, actually, through the Earth sign and the air and the water sign, giving some sense, some human sense to this otherwise rather explosive Pluto in Aquarius. So there's lots of help, and especially on a human level, people who have to use this Pluto energy especially through the summer months. It's going to be a a very comfortable time to be inviting change into your workspace, into your uh, community, into whatever you're getting involved in. And they should be extremely helpful through there. Mm -hmm. So that's my main sermon, this actually for this year, is uh, just keep an eye on Pluto, see how you can use it. Now, there are some other very interesting things going on and not all of them extremely comfortable, I'm a little bit concerned about these last movements of Neptune. Neptune is going to be sitting very firmly on its last degree in Pisces. Now, Neptune is, of course, very much at home in Pisces. But on this last degree, it's sort of the clarion call, you know. I come back to this notion of letting go. Just, oh, do I really want to jump into a new area? Do I really want to get involved with Aries and all this yucky? fire stuff and back to earth and have to deal with the everyday events and so on do i really want to and neptune does not want to so this neptune is going to invite us into yet more fantastic thinking yet more totally disneyland approach to our plans our projects even our spirituality i think with the help of saturn that's still in this sign the message seems to be keep grounded You've got all year to worry about this. Neptune's not going anywhere too fast. But sitting there, he's saying, it's like the siren song, you know, come and drink my potion, come and drink from my fountain of youth, come and drink from my enormous fund of dreams. Figure out what you need, figure out what you want and how you can imagine what you want reasonably on a nice Saturn rhythm with proper support in reality. Mm -hmm. This is, I think, the major, again, my Pisces folks are going to be, they've had trouble with this kind of in the last few years, but it seems particularly important right now when it's important to stay central, to stay collected, to stay grounded in oneself and not give way to just too far out, abandon of self, abandon of reality. It's going to happen a lot.
1: Right, right. This time in history, we are right in the middle of two wars that have been going on for some time Ukraine oh, yes. and what's going on in Israel. I can't imagine them stopping anytime soon. But astrologically, what is going on there?
2: Well, astrologically, I think we're still are certain of our uh, global leaders are still under the thinking that they can carry out this huge dream of new empire this is going on heavily in uh russia to name one major one i suppose well, it's
1: <laughs> uh, at this point yes
2: i always try to stay you know uh, neutral in pointing fingers i don't like to do that because astrology is supposed to be a universal subject but Some of us are less universal than others. And so when you see a black cat, you have to say, oh, that's a black cat. Goodness. (laughs) That's the way that goes. But this is what I mean. Locked in a dream, locked in a fantasy. And this is extremely dangerous, which is why, again, I always come back to this paradigm shift of Pluto, the time that the bear can say, oh, I've got to give this up. I've got to Quit acting like this. It's going to take until October at least, until uh, Pluto gets settled in Aquarius, and will help out these other energies to get straight, to get a life, get something real going on, and something new. And something
1: new. Yes, this paradigm shift to a more cooperative type of model, a more community-based paradigm—the antithesis of war. So, precisely going to be really hard for that to continue. Exactly. the zeitgeist and when the energy is calling for unity.
2: Quite right. Quite right. The danger in there, and it is a major danger, turns around the money that's involved. So many countries are delighted to see these wars go on because they're sitting back and waiting to reconstruct everything. Right. To recoup the
1: benefits. Right. This is
2: terrible. And it's a terrible way to conceive what should be going on in people's minds and in governments, in people's lives. So many lives that are being shaken by these events.
1: Right. I mean, especially in Israel, although in Ukraine, too. It's like, what were they thinking? How were they thinking this was going to end? That you can't go and attack a country and have no repercussions and ramifications.
2: True. So, I know. It's a dream society for certain. This flashback to the old way of thinking, to this old Plutonian holding on to this power. And it's going like this. It's pulling pulling, and tugging and going in two different ways, which is why, personally, I like to count on the idea of the groundswell revolution. You, Christy, you know, I don't work much with governments. I don't work Even with societies, I work with people and it comes back to people that have got to finally say enough. And I think what I hear is that this is happening in Israel, Hmm. uh, that there's a considerable movement against, first of all, this war of their government And secondly, of all the past uh, notions of colonization and all the rest that have been going on, there is this movement. I can only imagine that the movements exist also in Russia, also in South America in countries that are going through this same business. Same thing. And uh, we can only hope, finally, that once we kind of get settled in a notion of a more collective way of living, that these underground powers are going to be a little more felt and a little more acted upon. Right.
1: You know, in this movement of Pluto, I have to come back to Pluto energy and what that energy is in the first place. Um, I'm seeing here that Pluto represents subconscious forces, the things that are below the surface. And then on the other side, it's associated with renewal and rebirth. So is that what we're talking about? What is underneath versus... Being... I'm thinking less on a
2: subconscious basis individually. Okay. Uh, the subconscious, we're really looking at more Neptune, mm. to tell you the truth. But Pluto acts upon us in requiring vast change, transformation, purification. This often involves death and dying, letting go of something. Pluto, in astrology, the movements of Pluto... And Pluto, in a chart, a normal chart, especially in its transits, well, I'm saying especially in a birth chart, seem to indicate some influence of death, some run-in with death or dying experience, something that has in the past or will in the future cause a radical change in the way we live. I mean radical.
1: Right. Well, interesting, because the last 17 years, you said, have been also marked by Pluto, by the transit. Certainly. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we had the pandemic, of course, radically changed how we live, right? And then we had the rise of an authoritarian government here in the States for a while, and then impeachment and and another impeachment. And so, I mean, things have already been changing quite a bit.
2: Yes. And Pluto in Capricorn is going to be speaking to us mostly about and through governments, authoritarian figures, also the economy. Capricorn is very much responsible for movements in economy and in industry. So this is how the entire economic system has been run rampant. And this is how we've gotten a huge divide between the rich and the poor. People making much, 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 much money out of investment in no longer in products and in industry, but in investment. They invest in investment. This is, again, a pipe dream. This is a great Ponzo scheme of all
1: time. Yes.
2: (laughs) Ponzo scheme. And uh, I find it very scary. Saturn is going to be, Saturn I want to talk about for a minute because he's doing some uh, huge things too. He's still standing around in Pisces and will be for a while. But he's in this movement. He's requiring us to uh, let go of a lot of self-imposed limitations, our assumptions, our judgments, our old resentments, and our old rules. We're going to see again with the work with Aquarius, a new set of rules has to be set up. And I think we're going to see some important changes in any case with the movements of Saturn this year on an economic level. We're going to see shifts in the economy, especially already the first part of February. This is for very, very technical and technical reasons that a lot of mundane astrologers, people who are looking at worldwide movements, this is something i don't get involved in very much, but they're all telling us that there are going to be some important, again, monetary shifts, ways of treating money, ways of treating business, industry in all types, especially import, export products around the first, around the middle of February. Again, rather difficult repercussions in the 6th of May, also the 25th of September. I think we're going to see more interruptions, perhaps in function of the different wars going on, more interruptions of the flow of primary goods and metals and so on. Uh, We're going to see a lot of interruptions in uh, industry for that reason. Mm -hmm. And with that, through the trickling effect, this is going to touch on our buying power,
0: our individual
2: economies as well.
1: Right. Does it look like there's a shakeup coming in the economic climate? I don't want to take too much of your time, but I would like to ask you a few simple favors. First of all, please rate, review, and share this podcast wherever you're listening. You know, it sounds like a simple little thing, and it is, but it has a huge impact for us because it helps other people find us in the podcasting algorithms. I don't know how it works, but I do know that it helps a lot. Next, if you would subscribe or follow wherever you're listening, whether that's YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you're listening, just hit subscribe or follow and that helps you and it helps us. It helps you because then you receive notifications when we have a new episode that's out. It helps us because again, algorithm, magic, I don't know what happens but it helps. And then finally, you can support our podcast in a tangible way by going to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast, and then click on support the show. Now we have a new feature too. We are now on Patreon. You can find us on Patreon. You can also find the link to Patreon when you go to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast. So on Patreon, for $3 a month or $5 a month, you can support your metaphysical and spiritual growth. You can learn about upcoming guests, and you can get early and ad-free versions of the shows. So please support us. This podcast is free for you to listen, but we have costs, and quite frankly, they come out of my pocket. So if you like this content, if you get a lot out of it, please see what you can do to give back. Thank you so much. Oh,
2: I think it's not that all of these movements are extremely subtle. We have to understand that the evolution is not a two hour t v show. The revolution maybe, <laughs> but the evolution takes weeks, months, years, even okay, yeah, but this seems to be we're going through these different shifts in the economy seem to be happening in any case, whether we are going to be immediately aware of them or not. And through the year, we're going to see these different, to what extent a huge shift in the way we use money or where money's coming from. I don't know. I don't know, but I think we can imagine some important changes. I think we're going to, people, I think we're going to see more difficulties in procuring goods, in the flow of goods, just because of the problem with primary materials.
1: Yeah, this has been coming up in my QHHT sessions lately about mm-hmm. changes coming in, getting goods, sending goods, shipping goods, getting the things that we need. Yes. Time frame, but. And
2: with Saturn too, and with Capricorn, we always have to think about the mining industries. You know, we are more and more dependent on the precious metals on, you know, for awesome. our, all of our computers and our telephones and all yeah. the rest. Yeah. Uh, I think the mining industry and different approaches in the mining industry are going to be showing up very, very soon. And I think this is going to be one of the major platforms, perhaps, in the social shift.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. Interesting. So that is mining and precious minerals. But what about science and technology? What do we have to expect in the new year?
2: Well, I'm looking for some very exciting things coming from Uranus. In fact, it's very important already with the Aquarian Pluto confusion going on. But this is going to open some doors. Uranus, that's been still in Taurus and is going to stay for a while, but is going to receive three different, very pleasant aspects from Saturn. I'll give you some dates here because they're important. The first one is the first part of February, first week or two in February. The second one is from the 15th to, I'm going to say, the 25th of September. And the last one is around the 20th of November till the end of the month of November. It's a very, very nice 72-degree aspect coming from Saturn all this time. Now, this is an extremely creative aspect. This is what I call the artistic aspect. And with Uranus-Saturn, it's a time of construction. Creativity, this is going to be extremely useful, well, for the movements that we saw last year, actually, in uh, progress in nuclear science, also in robotics. We're looking at huge progress in the use of computers, moving people around, allowing them new mobility, allowing new hearing possibilities, allowing new seeing possibilities. It's getting to be extremely, yeah, extremely uh, useful, extremely exciting To see a progress that's being used through computers, computer science that are built into our bodies, that are literally sending orders to our brains and allowing us to recanalize, redirect energies that have been cut off. I think this is sensational myself. Mm. Nice. Well, constant improvement in laser surgery. All of this, of course, has been going on for so many years. But I think we're going to see some really exciting uh, breakthroughs with this in mind. Now, this Uranus in Taurus, I think, is going to be important in agriculture as well. And with the help of Saturn, that's, after all, a nice earthy planet that has everything to do with materials, with the material goods, the Earth, is going to give a huge help. In the agricultural sciences, in development of resistant plants and so on, what we have to do is keep out of the Neptunian fantasy world of rebuilding plants and, you know, getting involved with the organically reconstructed energies, get back to nature and see if we can't do a better job just using what we've got or what we had, I want to say, in developing new fruits, new vegetables, new uh, ways of using animals if we have to, uh, and so on. So I'm thinking this is going to be very useful. Uranus is always very useful as far as uh, scientific progress, breakthroughs of all kinds. And finally, you know, in the last uh, couple of years, Saturn was creating a lot of havoc with uh, Uranus in a square. Now this Saturn is moving into Again, the 72 degree angles that are much gentler, that are much more creative, more subject to helping out. You know, let's look at this together, create some new ideas here. And I find this finally very, very useful.
1: Now, what about the avenues of public health? I mean, we're still not out of the pandemic, really. And no, A lot really- of nasty things going around right now, too.
2: No, true enough. And to that, I don't know, I think there will always be. I think there have always been and there will always be strains of viruses we're just going to have to deal with one after the other. The pandemic, I think, the COVID pandemic, especially in its first legs when it was so violently dangerous, was a wake-up call. So saying, no, you know, the, there are new things out there. There are new bugs out there and they're developing all the time. And so it's going to be the other job of scientists, of uranium, especially nuclear scientists, I think, molecular scientists, to keep ahead of the, of the problem to the extent that we can, or at least find new ways of creating immunity for us. Yes, that's very. Well, I think this is going to be particularly useful. Find out how to make a human beings more resistant to these strains without having to create vaccines and approaches to these problems.
1: Right, right. Yes. Supplements, medicines that just help us fight naturally.
2: Things. You know what else I was thinking about in drawing up this chart, especially around Uranus and the movements of Pluto and this last movement of Neptune? Coming back to shamanic medicine, coming back to ancient techniques, oral medicine, I want to say treating the aura, treating subtle energies. This is where we need to plug in. And I think this will happen more and more with the new thinking.
1: Yeah. This time, I think we're ready for it now. You know, we're talking about going into the Aquarian age, and I think that is more holistic, comprehensive type of energy anyway.
2: Yes. Definitely, definitely. And I think, as you say, we're perhaps certainly more needy and perhaps more permeable to the notion of getting involved in our own personal interior energies that are huge. The potential of healing oneself are huge, but yes, have to be paid attention to and have to be used, have to be developed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So that's mining, economy, science, technology, health. We talked about the wars going on. I would completely be remiss if I did not mention the U.S. elections. And I know we're not in the business of making predictions now. And that's not what I'm talking about. But the climate, the climate right now just Yes, it seems like the old paradigm was shifting to the new. But in the time of the end of the year, November 2024, how is our astrological climate going to help or hinder a peaceful election? Wow, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, think, my thinking is that
2: already this first shift now, this first movement, actually, it's this second movement of Pluto into Aquarius is happening on the 20th of January. And we'll stay until uh, a while, until the 1st of September. So in this period, that's a nice long period to be out talking to people. This may require some new candidates on both sides. This may require some new uh, ground thinking again in committees, offering up new names, uh, new ways of approaching their own staid, very locked in parties on both sides, on every side.
1: Right. You know, I can't see there being new people having that much momentum to rise up to run on the national level, but could happen.
2: It's going to happen. I'm not sure it's going to happen in 2024 with this set of elections. But I'm thinking, okay, the groundwork is there right now. We're talking about this period through uh, until September, where it's time to suggest other ways. It's time to move in that direction. And the thinking is there. I think the inertia is there. So, yes, yes, it's definitely time to move in that direction, make as much noise as possible. This bear thinking about coming out of his cave or sneaking back in and and hiding and getting ready to defend himself. It's going on and on. It's going like this. This is what this movement back and forth feels like. This total urge to try something else and this total reticence to let go of what's already in place. And that's happening on all sides. It's just too scary. Now, can we break out of this in any immediate future? I don't know. I don't know. I give up.
1: (laughs) It takes it's turning around the Titanic, right? It's such a big beast to turn around. We're talking about the hearts and minds of all of the people. And it's not just United States. I mean Brazil just no, no. October no. South, South, South and- American countries, Argentina, oh. Chile, I
2: think you name it. Right. Uh, certainly Israel. France is going through the same thing. Uh, in Germany, we see these neo-Nazis, RKO neo-Nazis all over right. the place. And again, I find this is a death spasm of an old thinking that is not going to be allowed to exist anymore. But meanwhile, you know, getting rid of the beast is a terrible thing. Is a very difficult thing.
1: It is. Exactly. People like their beasts.
2: They really, really do. Which is why, I don't know, I always have to come back to history is humanity. Humanity is people. Yeah. And That's what it boils down to in my thinking, which is why I always hesitate to get involved in what people, what the people are going to be voting on, uh, you know, November 4th or whatever. Hitler lost the war because he had a headache on D-Day, didn't want to come to the phone. So, you know, this happens. How is Joe Blow going to wake up on election day unless he just bloody gets out and does it already, which is not a bad idea. But what's his thinking going to be like on uh, on Election Day? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Right. So, you know, my biggest concern is just that there is peace, because after the last national election, we did not have peace with the transfer of power. So no, for sure not. For sure not. I can imagine that depending on the way that the election goes, there could be a lot of unrest and wondering what the climate seems like for that.
2: Somehow I'm thinking, with Pluto coming into a proper sign, in a proper place, finally, coming to some sort of a standstill at the end of November, that once we're into this period of transfer, I think the abiding law will be in place to keep a lid on the same problems that came up in the past. They shouldn't be there for this next transfer of power, whichever way it goes.
1: However it goes, right. All of these
2: heavy planets especially, are in Earth and water signs. This is supposed to be a period of coming back to some sort of humanity, coming back to some sort of understanding on a visceral level, where everything uh, in the past has been going on on an extremely intellectual level. Well, now we're in a period, and we have been for the last few months, where, yes, we can sort of relax, get into something that's more comfortable on a humane basis on a just day-to-day level. And this is what I keep coming back to and hoping for. Jupiter is going to be in doing some nice things for a nice long time. And I'm looking forward to that. You know, we were talking about Pluto and in function of especially movements in economy and so on. There's a huge movement of Jupiter helping out Pluto in uh, the 1st of June. And this is going to be an important time for all of us humans to be overhauling our work situation, our finances. It's time to line up that job interview. It's time to ask for a raise. It's time to feel a new spirit of exploration as well. So that's going to be kind of fun. That'll be fun. Otherwise doing some quite nice things. Jupiter in the end of May is moving into the sign of Gemini. This is interesting. Jupiter's not particularly powerful in Gemini. He gets kind of watered down to taking care of little details and so on, which is not really his forte. But it's a nice time to be a learning, again, studying how to work with other people, committee work, spend our time how we're spending our time. It's a great time to be doing new studies, picking up new skills. This is for all of you out there, all of us. Excellent time to be looking for help from friends as well, because in Gemini, there's an idea of working together and a friendly exchange that should go on and on and also into community work. So I think these are going to be very, very useful. It's a great time to be falling in love. It's a great time to be having fun. It's a great time to be enjoying our creativity, a new hobby, a new skill, a new love, a new passion. And Jupiter is going to be very useful for that in its coming of age in Gemini. I shouldn't say coming in coming to youth, because the Gemini is the sign of youth and youthfulness, new studies, new things to look at, and goes quite well with the sort of exploratory uh, sense of uh, of Jupiter anyway. So yeah, we can have a lot of fun with that.
1: Oh, absolutely! I'm looking forward to having some fun in 2024. Yes, I think oh. we've all earned it. Oh <laughs> we gosh, have. It's like 2020, 2021, and 2022 said, here, hold my beer to 2023. We're ready.
2: That's pretty good. Yes, that's pretty good. Well, I'm thinking now, you know, we can even find a new pub. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Time to listen to some new music.
1: (laughs) So ready for it. You know, I'm having a... Karen Goodson on the show as well, who is a local numerologist and Uh best that I know of to talk about the significance of 2024 as being an eight year. So by many measures, it seems like 2024 is going to be an upgrade, leveling up in a way.
2: Oh, definitely. It's going to be kind of a roller coaster ride in that things are moving fast. Well, slow and fast, maybe not fast enough, but certainly there will be enough changes and upheavals to keep us on our toes Yeah, and to open our eyes, keep us fresh, keep us interested. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to some changes
1: here. Yeah, that's wonderful. Anything else that we need to know about for 2020? Oh, you know what? I did want to talk about the eclipse coming up in April. This is a total eclipse here in the States. Oh, interesting. I okay, I haven't looked
2: at it yet at all. Oh, okay. Uh, well, certainly, yeah, I haven't looked at it at all. I like to take these things uh, as they come. And so we'll certainly get back to it when I uh, see you for Aries. But uh, yes, indeed, indeed. It probably would be very close then to the, uh, I don't know, considerably after the equinox. So right. it'll be in its own territory. But yeah, we'll have a look at it up close anyway when we talk about Aries and that period. Right. The equinoxes, are the eclipses are sort of useful in looking at the six months to come ahead. And so they can be useful, not always. But as you say, if it's coming over the U.S., why it will be more or
1: less pertinent into what you're doing there. Right. I think it will be. Now, let me just put out a plug for Planet Watch, which, yes, this is a podcast episode for the Radiate Wellness podcast, the year, the looking at the year ahead 2024. But every month we do Planet Watch on YouTube to talk about the ingress, the incoming sign each and every month and what we can expect Mm -hmm. astrologically so
2: right right and it's a great way to sort of line up your projects for the coming months see what planets are working with you which ones are working against you how to change some energies around it's a
1: pretty good way to get your month going right? And another plug as well to get your birth chart done. I mean, what we're talking about here is just kind of generic. It's global. It's on a massive scale, but it's going to affect you each and every one of you differently, according to where your planets are, where your you know, all of your things are. So get your chart done and you can go to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash appointment and make an appointment with Mary Jane to get sure. your natal chart drawn up and get a look at your personal year ahead. So yeah, this is all very generic. It's very just blanket. So we want to dial down for each and every one of you.
2: I'd love to see you and talk about what I can do for you, what these planets can do for you, and what you can do uh, on your own, which is doubly important as well. How to use what we've got. This is the whole name of the game. And that's what I keep looking for for uh, my clients. So come on in and see me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just a little plug for Desire and Design, which is the book that Mary Jane wrote about, specifically Venus and Mars and how they are played out in your chart. Right,
2: right. And which is also available through Radiate Wellness, I believe you're
1: excellent. Link on our shop. Absolutely. Excellent. If you guys have been listening thus far, you have noticed my dog just endlessly pacing around downstairs. I do apologize for the clatter and the noise. Today's a snow day working from home today. So that's kind <laughs> of <how it> goes.
2: <laughs> have a good winter when you get dug out <laughs> and Absolutely. wishing the best of years to everyone checking in with us.
1: Absolutely. Whatever. Have a great year.
0: Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at RadiateWellnessCommunity.com.